Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by Reverend Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. Preserving us, counting us worthy to be alive today. We thank you for today. We know you are able to keep us and protect us and preserve us. As we come before you this afternoon, Lord, we pray that you give us of your spirit to minister to our hearts. Let your word go forth and let it accomplish the purpose for which you send it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, clap your hands together for the Lord and please be seated and turn your Bibles with me. Don't worry, we're going to have a short service, I promise you. Turn your Bibles with me to James chapter 3 and verse 4. James chapter 3 and verse 4. James 3 and verse 4, it says, Behold also the ships, behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, Yet are they turned about with a very small helm. Hallelujah. I am preaching from the book, Attempt Great Things for God. And today we are talking about attempt preaching and teaching. Attempt preaching and teaching. Hallelujah. It says, behold, also the ships which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listed. What is the scripture is saying is that a ship is a very great thing, very great thing, and when it's on the sea, there is fierce wind that blows over the ship blows to turn the ship it says but there is this small helm the helm of the ship is the wheel or the steering those of you who have seen that before you see the little steering with the spikes that is the helm of the ship and it says this little thing The captain of the ship is able to use it to turn the ship in a direction that he wants the ship to go, irrespective of the strong and fierce winds. Do you understand it? Then he goes on to say, even so, the tongue, the tongue, say the tongue. The tongue is a little member and boasted great things. How many of you have heard someone's tongue? boasting great things you look at a person and you look at the things that is coming from the person's tongue the person's mouth great things he says the tongue is a small member of the body but it can boast of great things behold how great a matter a little fire kindling that means even a huge forest you'll be amazed how small piece of fire small fire can light a big forest all on fire. 
Hallelujah. So in this scripture, we'll see, or in this chapter, you'll see that God is requiring the use of your tongue. Not too much. God is requiring the use, not too much of you, but just your tongue. Hallelujah. He only needs your tongue to do great things for him. Hallelujah. So you can attempt great things for God by preaching and teaching. You say me. Yes, I'm talking about you. I'm not talking about any pastor. I'm talking about you. You can attempt great things for God by teaching and preaching. Hallelujah. Speaking for God is the greatest thing you can do for your life. When you are God's spokesperson, it is the greatest thing that you can do for your life. Learn how to speak the word of God. Amen. You must learn. Many of you have been in the church for so many years. You must know how to speak the word of God. You must know how to speak the word of God. Hallelujah. Now, I'm saying the work of God or speaking for God is the greatest work that you can have. And we will see soon, very soon, we will see. Hallelujah. The greatest job on earth is preaching and teaching. That is the greatest job on earth. God will use your tongue to kindle great matters for him. Hallelujah. God will use your tongue to kindle great matters for him. Amen. God wants to use you for great things. And all he needs is your tongue. You use your tongue for so many powerful things. Some of you use your tongue to get a job at an interview. You can use your tongue. A job that so many people are applying for, you can use your tongue and that job will come to you. Isn't that so? Some of you also can use your tongue that you can use it so well that a woman will choose you out of the many men. Many potential men, but the the intelligent woman, highly educated, she will choose you because of the use of your tongue. Kwame, isn't that so? Yes. (laughs) Amen. You know how to use your tongue to say things. You know how you can use your tongue for someone to leave her family totally, abandon her father and mother and follow you. Yes, your tongue. Sometimes you don't even have money in your pocket. But you can use your tongue very well. Amen. Some of you also can use your tongue to destroy relationships. To destroy relationships. Great relationships that is prospering, your tongue can just bring it down. Amen. And there are some people who can use their tongue to even start wars between nations. They can start wars between nations, start wars between two large families. Someone's tongue can start a war. And two families, they are at war with one another because of somebody's tongue. Isn't that so? So you can use your tongue in this same manner to do great things for God by speaking for God. Say amen. So I'm going to give you some few points about attempt to preach and to teach. Number one, attempt great things by attempting to lead people to salvation. 
attempt great things by attempting to lead people to salvation. You must lead many people to salvation through the sinner's prayer. You must lead many people to salvation through the sinner's prayer. And what is the sinner's prayer? Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. It says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Hallelujah. Simple prayer like that, and someone is saved. Simple prayer like that, and someone is saved from going to hell. From going to hell the rest of the person's life. From going to hell for eternity. Simple prayer like that, and you can use your tongue to make someone say this prayer. Hallelujah. You can use your tongue for someone to make this confession. You can use your tongue and share with someone to believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that he died for our sins, that he rose again on the third day, that he died to cleanse you and to deliver you from hell. And if the person believes it, then you lead the person in a prayer. Amen. And we are saying that you can do it. Hallelujah. With your tongue, you can do it. You can lead many people to Jesus by leading them in the sinner's prayer. Lead them in a prayer to confess their sins and to open their hearts to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When you lead people to Christ, you have accomplished a great thing. It is a great thing, Michelle, to lead a friend to Christ. It's a great thing. And every Christian should be able to say that this person I led to Christ. Have you led anyone to Christ before? Have you led any of your friends to Christ before? Hallelujah. It's a question. Have you led anyone to Christ? Number two, attempt great things by attempting to preach. Attempt great things by attempting to preach. You can preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to many lost and dying souls. You can preach the gospel. You can preach the simple gospel of Jesus Christ to many lost and dying souls. And there are many lost and dying souls. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 1 and verse 38. Mark chapter 1 and verse 38. It says, and he said, and he said unto them, let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also. Let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also. For therefore came I forth. Do you understand the English? It's King James, but you understand. He said, this is the reason why I am here. Let us go to the other towns. Let us go to the other towns. Salvation is not just for the people here in the bronze north. Let us go to the other towns. There are other people outside of this building. Let us go there so I can preach also. He says, 
because this is the reason why I am here. Hallelujah. The son of God says this is the reason why he came from heaven to the earth. The reason why he came from heaven to the earth. Wow. So you will agree with me if this is the reason why Jesus Christ left heaven and came here on earth then this must be the most important work on earth. Or you don't understand what I'm sharing with you, Banson. If the Son of God says, this is the reason why I'm here, nothing else. The reason why I am here is to preach the gospel to people. Then the reason, then this must be the most important work on earth. If this work is so important that God will leave the heavens and come on earth to do it, then it must be a very important work. Wow. It must be the greatest thing that anyone can do. And every Christian should wake up to this. Every Christian should wake up to this. Kofi, we should wake up to this. That this is very important. Hallelujah. He said, for therefore came I forth. That is when you use your tongue to preach, you will save sinners from going to hell. Amen. You don't attempt great things for God. You don't do much for God. But here is a great thing that requires just your tongue. Wow. Just your tongue. Jesus says, I must go to the other towns and use my tongue to share the gospel with them. This is the reason why I came. Amen. So what do you do? What great thing do you do for God? The greatest thing that you can do is the greatest thing that Jesus did. Amen. How can you live your life on this earth without ever preaching? How? Can you imagine? Constance. That you will live here on earth all your life and you never preached. How can you live all your life and never got involved in the greatest work on earth? You did everything else except the greatest thing that was on earth. You didn't get involved. You didn't make an attempt even to get involved. Andy, the greatest thing that is on earth, we have not touched. Is someone listening to me? Jesus says, this is the reason why I came. This is the only reason why I came. For therefore came I forth. Amen. So, if Jesus got involved in this work, as the main reason, then you should make it a main reason to live. Are you listening to me? Then you should make it a main reason to live. Hallelujah. Let him know, James chapter 5 and verse 20, he says, let him know that he which converted the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. If you are able to convert a sinner, if you are able to talk to a sinner and convert him from his ways, 
to follow Jesus Christ. You have saved him from a multitude of sins. Wow. It is a very great thing to be a preacher. A very great thing. It is far greater than being a lawyer. It is far greater than being a doctor. Wow. It is far greater than being a lawyer. To be a preacher, you see, you wouldn't think about it. You wouldn't think. You see, when you see a preacher and you see a lawyer, you probably will have value, more value for the lawyer than the preacher. Or if you were to see a doctor and a preacher and the two are coming, you go and say, but who, you, who are you? Are you listening to me? But the greatest work on earth is to preach. It is far better to be a preacher than to be a nurse. Wow. It is far better to be a preacher than to be an architect or to be a teacher or to be an engineer. Amen. Preaching is the greatest job. Preaching is the greatest job. Preaching the gospel is the greatest job. Hallelujah. You see, you will not associate preaching to be the greatest job. Or you will not think that preaching is the greatest job. If being a lawyer was the greatest job, the God that created us would have done the greatest job. But when he came on earth, he got himself involved in the greatest job. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. He got himself involved in the greatest job. Hallelujah. God got himself involved in the greatest job. When he had the opportunity, Jesus left carpentry work. He left the carpentry shop and went straight into preaching. He says, this is the main reason why I'm here. This carpentry thing is wasting my time. Amen. It wasn't not that he was not good in carpentry. That's not what he said. So there is greatness in the call to preach the gospel. There is greatness in the call to preach the gospel. It is called the work of God. The work of God. Preaching is called the work of God. Wow. The work of God. Are you listening? It is described as the work of God. What is the work of God? It is preaching. Preaching the word of God is the work of God. Hallelujah. But many Christians will choose many other works over the work of God. Many Christians will sacrifice for many other works over the work of God. The work that God will do. Isn't that amazing? So get involved in the work of God. Get involved in the greatest work that is on earth. Devote your time and sacrifice your energy and strength for the greatest work that is on earth. Hallelujah. Number three. I'm almost done. I told you we have a short message. Attempt great things by attempting to teach. Attempt great things 
by attempting to teach. You can teach the word of God. You can teach the word of God. Say, I can teach the word of God. Of course, you have been a Christian for a while now. You should be able to teach the word of God. Mark chapter 1 and verse 21. Mark chapter 1 and verse 21. Mark 1, 21. It says, and they went into Capernaum and straightway on the Sabbath day, he entered into the synagogue and taught. I don't know. Amen. It says, and they went into Capernaum, and straightway on the Sabbath day, he entered into the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. Hallelujah. He taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. Amen. Attempt great things by attempting to teach. Jesus and his disciples went to Capernaum. If you read the, script, um, the scriptures before that, they were in Galilee. They were by the Sea of Galilee. And when they left there, he went to Capernaum. He went to Capernaum, another town, which is about, about four or five miles from Galilee. And he didn't have a car. Are you listening? He didn't have a horse. He didn't have a donkey at that time. Even the donkey that he had one time he borrowed. There was no train. There was no bus. He walked. He walked from Galilee to Capernaum. And the Bible says straightway when he arrived there, he, on the Sabbath day, he entered into the synagogue and did what? Taught. He taught. That means he did teach in the synagogue. Amen. Now, if someone took a journey and straightway as he arrived, he goes to teach, what is the purpose for the journey? To teach. To teach. So he took this journey and the main reason was to teach. Wow. The main reason was to teach. That is how important teaching is to him. To teach the word of God. And I'm saying you too can teach the word of God. You can teach the word of God. I'm telling you, you can teach the word of God. Hallelujah. You are the one that is saying to yourself, you cannot teach. But I am announcing to you that you can teach the word of God. Amen. Amen. Look at Jeremiah chapter 1. Just put, put a pause on this and let me show you. Jeremiah chapter 1. And verse 1. It says, the words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, one of the priests of Anathoth. Amen. Let me switch to the 
King James, since you are reading the King James. Yes, the words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests that were in Anathoth, in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the 13th year of his reign. It came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, unto the end of the 11th year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, unto the carrying away of Jerusalem, captive in the fifth month. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Are you listening? Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. So before you were conceived, God is saying, he knew you. He knew you. And not only did he know you, he says, I knew thee. And before thou camest out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I cleansed you whilst you were in the womb. A little fetus. I set you aside. I set you apart. I sanctified you and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Wow. So if you look at little blessing and bright and Joel and all of these people sitting around and running around, you wouldn't think that these are prophets. (laughs) Are you listening to me? You wouldn't think that these are prophets. But God says that there are prophets walking around. Jeremiah was a fetus. And then he formed to a full grown baby. And the Lord sanctified him even before he was born. And when he was born and crying and sucking breast milk and all of these things, he was a prophet. (laughs) Wow. He was actually a prophet. Are you listening to me? And I can imagine how, you know, he was growing and in the church he's running around throwing things and some grown-up will catch him and then whip his butt. Go and sit down. School, Sunday school teacher will come and grab him. Come, come, come. And Sunday school teacher didn't know that that was a prophet. <laughs> Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. You see? So many of you, when we say you can teach, you say, no, not me. Ah, Lord God. Say, ah, Lord God. Ah, Lord God. That is not for me. But God has ordained you to be a teacher. God expects you to be a teacher. Amen. Are you listening to me? God, he says, ah, I'm a child. But the Lord said unto me, say not, I'm a child. So tell your neighbor, say not, you are a child. Say not, you are not a preacher. Amen. He says, say not, I'm a child. For thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. 
Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you listening? Yes. So you can teach. You can teach. Michelle, you can teach. Amen. Zedian, you can teach the word of God. You can take the Bible, open it. You have been in a church for a long time. You can take the word of God, open it, and preach. Oh, yes. You can preach. You can teach. Hallelujah. As long as you have a tongue that you have veiled to the Lord, you can preach. Say amen. Say, I can preach. Hallelujah. So Jesus left Capernaum and he arrived, left Galilee and arrived in Capernaum and straightway he went to the synagogue to teach. To teach. Jesus went to places just to preach and to teach. Teaching is a very powerful thing. Isn't that so? Teaching must be very important. Teaching must be great work. Hallelujah. That the son of God will travel from one town to the other. And the main reason was to go there and teach. That means teaching must be very important. Teaching was the main reason for his trip. Nothing else. Because as soon as he arrived, he went to the synagogue to teach. Amen. He walked from one town to the other to teach the word of God. To teach the word of God. Teaching the word of God must be very important. It must be a great work to get yourself involved in. Say amen. Hallelujah. And finally, I want to read one scripture with you. Can I read one scripture with you? Then we can close. John chapter 14. You'll be surprised, this scripture. John chapter 14 and verse number 12. Do you have the NIV? Please. John chapter 14 and verse 12. It says, I tell you the truth. Who wants to know the truth? Oh, lift up your hands if you want to know the truth. Mariam, you want to know the truth? Okay. I will share with Marianne only because she's the only one that lifted up her hand. Oh, everyone lifted up their hand. Is that Sheila? That is Kizia. Wow. You want to know the truth? All right. Who wants to know the truth? Okay. Say, I want to know the truth. Antoine, say, I want to know the truth. It says, I tell you the truth. Jesus is saying, this is his... Jesus is worse. He says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. Anyone who has faith in me, anyone who calls himself Christian and you have faith in Christ, Jesus says, you will do what I have been doing. So he looks at what people are doing. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you have been doing. I don't know what you have been doing. But Jesus is looking at what you have been doing. And he sees the person who has faith in him. Kofi, he says, if you have faith in me, you will do what I've been doing. 
Are you listening? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It says, I tell you the truth. This is the truth. I can tell who has faith in me. Who is a real Christian? Who says, when you say, I believe you are the son of God and you have faith in Christ, he says, you'll be doing what he's been doing. Amen. He will do even greater things than this. You will not just go from Galilee to Capernaum. You will do greater than this. Wow. Say wow. I don't know how many of you still have faith in Christ. Who has faith in Christ? He says, if you have faith in Christ, if you have faith in him, the evidence that you have faith in him is that you'll be doing what he has been doing. Hallelujah. You'll be doing what he has been doing. Amen. You'll be doing the thing that he does every day on a daily basis. He says, my version here says, verily I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. You will do the works that I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than this. Because I am going to be with the Father. Amen. So if you have not been doing the things that Christ has been doing, which is preaching and teaching, he's saying that you do not have faith in him. You do not have faith in him. And I tell you, when you teach, when you preach, demons will come out of people. I tell you. Demons come out of people by the preaching of the word of God. Amen. Demons flee out of people. Your words, your tongue, when you use it to preach, demons get out of people. Sicknesses get out of people. You know, many of you, if you will assess yourself very well, if you have been in the church for a while, you assess yourself very well, you realize that there were certain things that used to torment you. They are not there anymore. You have not paid attention. I'm telling you. Some of you used to have some chronic headaches, some certain chronic illnesses, certain chronic diseases that used to torment you. They are not there anymore. Preaching and teaching, it drives sicknesses away. It drives demons out of your lives. Amen. Some of you, you, have no, you don't even remember the last time you had that problem. You don't even, re, you don't even remember when it left, when it went away. I'm telling you, I'm the pastor of this church. I know people. Are you listening to me? Yes. Some of you, you are not having certain dreams that you used to have. They don't chase you in the night anymore. And I'm saying that you can also preach the same word of God and it will have the same effect. You don't need a college degree. You don't need any skill. You don't need anything. All you need is that you also take the word of God and then preach it to someone. Read it to someone. Say the same thing that you have heard to someone and it will always have the same effect. The same effect. Amen. You can preach to someone and a diehard sinner will change. Just by talking, by preaching the word of God. Someone who is a diehard sinner, you can turn that person back to God. 
Preaching the word of God can turn an alcoholic, someone who is an alcoholic, and make him sober. Twelve steps can never change an alcoholic. I'm telling you. Twelve steps. They can never, I've not seen it change anyone. They will change and then they say, I relapsed. I relapsed. And they are far worse than because the demons come full strength so that you don't go back again. Seven times stronger. But preaching of the word of God can turn an alcoholic into a preacher. It can turn a murderer into a preacher. Amen. Say, I have a tongue. Say, I have a tongue. I can preach. I can preach. Hallelujah. I have a tongue. I can preach. So the greatest thing, the greatest work that any human being can get involved with on this earth is the work of God. That is preaching and teaching the word of God. Put your hands together for the Lord. This is all time will allow us and rise to your feet and let us pray. Father, we are grateful and thankful. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for this great revelation that if we believe in you, if we have faith in you, the works that you do shall we do also. And greater works than these shall we do. We thank you, Lord. Give us a grace, Lord, for we believe in you. We have faith in you. Give us a grace to do your work, to do the works that you do in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this. We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come worship with us at the Kodesh Family Church located at 1810 Randall Avenue, Bronx, New York at 2 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you.